Alright, they're opening up the music. I mean, at this point, what is there to lose? You're right. One is more games. <laughs> or, throw more, or throw more interceptions. Whichever one, whichever one comes first. Hey, yesterday, they were synonymous, so, you know. Hey, those are... They correlate I got car money, yeah. fresh start money. I want Saudi money, I want art money. I want women to cry and pull out their heart for me. And tell me and how yes, much they hate home. it when they apart from me. Yeah. First and, and foremost, my voice is shot, so I can't talk over the music like I usually do. That's number one. Number two, um, yes, my pets are high water. Yes, we have two different angles. Everybody just mind your fucking business. I'm not in the mood. How the fuck did you have to mention your pants? Because I, I mean, because I've been walking around like this all day and them shits are damn near at my shits. This is our mascot, boy. He was in. Oh, yeah, he's been a minute though. Boom, boom, beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it. Issues with parents and some charges. How the fuck can I get it a Paris? Welcome to FBFO. I'm the greatest my country's ever seen. So chances are I get the border and they issue me clearance. Dreams, money could buy. Everybody else surprised. I wasn't surprised. That's only 'cause I've been waiting on it, nigga. So fuck whoever hating on it, nigga. Of course. I mean, the nigga want to be a producer, but he don't want to work like a producer. So I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Just trust me, bro. It's going the light from that is gonna affect the way that open sound look. Just trust me. Just trust me, bro. Welcome to FBFO. Boy, boy, boy. <laughs> Welcome to Four Panthers fans only. I'm your host JJ. <laughs> Here with my co-host Terrence. Here with our producer Taylor. She never mentioned ya. Can't tell you how much I love when niggas think they got it. Unfortunately, you know, I can't even sit here and lie and say that I'm in a bad mood or anything like that. Um, because this season has just made me get more comfortable with losing. Unfortunately, and that's a problem. Uh, I think that I aired a lot of my grievances out on the live as well as you know with Tavia and Terrence in the car on the way back so in that regard we're just here to have an honest conversation about everything that occurred on Sunday um yes the timeline has moved we have a game on Thursday very very short week uh you know I it's a and I don't even like the way <laughs> That's that shit. Hey, you right. Matter of fact, I'm gonna rewind it 20 seconds. Cut that shit. Y'all just wait. Just hold tight. Stayed up. Christmas lights in the middle of summer. And if the girl standing next to me got a fat ass, then I'll probably give her my number. Yeah, I throw my dollars up high. And they land on the stage to dance on. We got company coming over. Would it kill you to put some pants on? Dreams, money, goodbye. They told me it's like a high and it wasn't a lie. Yeah, just had some good pussy waiting on a nigga. And fuck whoever hating on a nigga. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, if you don't already, make sure you follow on Instagram at for Panthers fans only. Make sure you tap in on X at C-A-R-F-P-F-O, TikTok at for Panthers fans only, threads. At for Panthers fans only. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, if you don't have the YouTube, first and foremost, at the G2S Network. Like, comment, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much for being here. 
Make sure you tell a friend and tell a friend. Hit the notification, the bell icon at the bottom. Um, my voice is going to be cracking a little bit today. Battling sickness. Uh, battling the yelling that we were doing yesterday all day. Battling the alcohol that was that was uh, absorbed. Consumed. <laughs> yeah, consumed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, you know, I'm trying to get my clock right. Cause we're on a very, we're on a, from here on out, we're on a very, very strict time schedule. Um, I think that I would probably say we may have about 55 minutes max in this episode, but I mean, I, what? how are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm. Like, my day overall, I mean, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I mean, I obviously you can tell I'm not upset. I don't know if I should be. Uh, I predicted us losing. Obviously not in the way that we lost. <clears throat> but I knew some way we'll fuck the game up. And, you know, we, we absolutely did that. Uh, and, unfortunately, I attended the game again this week. So, if you tuned into the podcast, if you tuned into the live, then you know that if I attend the games, you better put your money on the other team because I'm a firm believer that we will not win none of the games that I go to. So I might just go on record and say it here. We will be be at the Chicago game Thursday in Chicago, and if we happen to lose that game, that could very much well be my last game of the season <laughs> for, our, for y'all's sake. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not really upset. I mean, it's becoming a part of who this franchise is, it seems like. Uh, I don't think I've ever been a part of anything worse. Like, I can't remember a worse team, but obviously I was legit. So I wasn't able to take everything in and process it too well at that age. But, I mean, this shit is just simply embarrassing and – Honestly, I stopped trying to get worked up over it and send myself into a state of depression. So here we I are. That, uh, I think that I seen something on Twitter that said that this is tied for um, the worst eight-game start in Panthers history. And it may not even have been a tie. It may have been definitively this is the worst start. I don't know which one of the two it was. I do know, however, it was one of the two. Um, my voice is fucked in it. A little bit. Yeah, um, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately for Bryce Young, right? And, uh, and I mean, inevitably, this is where we have to start. Now, me and Terrence, we went back and forth yesterday. The war, war, war. So we already got that shit out of the way. Mm-hmm. So I y'all, like so it, yeah, I mean, so it's really <laughs> I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, for, yeah, I mean, I didn't even, I don't even want to bring that up because. That shit really had me hot, and we were about, we damn near was about to go. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> so really, first and foremost, just be thankful that y'all getting the episode this week. Nigga really almost killed us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not gonna be a lot of yeah. That was bad. I ain't gonna lie. And then I tried to defend it, and then I that shit replayed in my head like four times like while I was sleeping, and I was like, yeah, we were about to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not gonna be. We say all of that to say. Well, I say all of that to say. It's not really going to be a lot of back and forth with me this week. Now, I don't know what stance Terrence is going to take 
Because <laughs> the nigga told me that I'll be speaking for him too much. So cool. I don't know what stance he's going to take. I'm just here to tell y'all today, we got fucked because of Bryce Young last night. Yesterday, two days ago, however you want to say it, the last game that we played against uh, the Houston, who, who do we play? Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, the last game we played against the Colts, <laughs> <laughs> we got fucked because of Bryce Young. And unfortunately for Bryce Young, and so this is where, you know, you just have to have an honest conversation, right? And we can just go back to the worst season that we were just referencing in Carolina Panthers history with Jimmy Clausen as a starting quarterback. Unfortunately, us as a Carolina Panthers fan base, we had to suffer through that. Unfortunately for Bryce Young, we then draft a physical specimen in Cam Newton. Love him or hate him, he was and is a physical specimen. Done a lot of shit that nobody has ever seen done on the football field before. Um, unfortunately for Bryce Young, Cam Newton comes out and puts up, what, 350 yards, multiple touchdowns, maybe one interception. I don't know the stat line off the top of my head, but really looked like a godsend for the franchise. Unfortunately for Bryce Young, we then fast forward a couple years. Actually, before we even fast forward a couple years, we proceed to win the division multiple times in that four or five-year span. Cam Newton first gets here. Um, fast forward to, unfortunately for Bryce Young, once again, just like 03 when we got clipped against the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl, we were right on the brink of the ultimate success in American football in 2015. Um, unfortunately for Bryce Young, the Carolina Panthers fan base had to sit through the, the rise and fall of the Cam Newton era of the Carolina Panthers. Unfortunately for Bryce Young, we had to watch Cam Newton's career more or less come to an end against the Pittsburgh Steelers on national TV. Thursday night football, I believe it was. Um, You know, unfortunately for Bryce Young, Dave Tepper came in and, you know, said that mediocre performances and play from his team would not be tolerated. And we bought it as a fan base. Unfortunately for Bryce Young, before he got here, we had to deal with three years of mediocre bullshit play from a from a bullshit head coach that our owner promised seven to eight years of this career to, or excuse me, of this organization to, that was completely unproven in the NFL. And unfortunately for Bryce Young, again, to continue on with the theme of this intro, Unfortunately for Bryce Young, he was drafted in a class that contained C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson as well. So, you know, I say all of that to say that you can be wherever you want to be on this whole Bryce Young thing. I just want to say, yes, it is extremely unfortunate for Bryce Young that our fan base is as toxic as it is. If you're not on Twitter and you just so happen to to wander your way to Panthers Twitter, then you'll you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But yes, it is extremely unfortunate. But Bryce Young as a number one overall pick in any NFL draft, as a starting quarterback for any organization in the NFL, 
specifically one that has had to endure and go through what this fan base has had to go through the last 10, 15, 20 years, um, shit gets a little, a little toxic. So when we, and I say we because I think that I've assumed my position on this whole Bryce Young shit, and that's why I say I don't want to go back and forth. I really don't want to do this and that because at this point it's like beating a dead horse. But unfortunately for Bryce Young, when we see C.J. Stroud go for 470, five touchdowns, no interceptions, absolutely putting dick in one of your divisional opponents. And then we have to see you, not even a full 20 minutes later, proceed to go for three interceptions, two pick sixes, mud-ass play. Unfortunately, we have to look at you. And unfortunately, yeah, it's going to be a little toxic. And unfortunately, yeah, we're going to talk shit. Because for us as a fan base, at some point, we just get fed up. I think that this is probably one of the only years in, in my 24 years of living that I've considered, or and I'll, 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 I'll even subtract some time. I'll subtract some time because I think I became a Panthers fan when I was nine. So cool. 15 years. So in my 15 years of being a Carolina Panthers fan, I don't think that I ever have considered just saying fuck it, taking all the Panthers shit that I have and just piling it up and burning it and finding a new team more than I have this season. And unfortunately for Bryce Young stands and Bryce Bryce Young alike, he's played a contributing role and factor into that. And and yesterday was just one of the worst performances that I've seen from a quarterback, a starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Some guys don't even throw two pick sixes in their whole career. Now, was there other shit? Who who did that? (laughs) Are you kidding? Who, who didn't throw two picks? Like in one game or like ever in their No, career? no, no. Oh, okay, ever. Okay, okay. Ever? ever? I'm saying there's some guys that will go a whole career and not throw two pick sixes. I need to see In totality. That. I need to see who did that. I mean, I, I, I just feel like it's a lot easier to find them than you think that it may be. I, like, honestly. So I say all of that in rapping. This shit is terrible. It's not good. I'm going, you know, I go listen to the press conferences. I go, you know, tap in like we always do. Then I got to go listen to our head coach talk about we're in the right direction. And unfortunately, we did take a a, a step back in the process. I just want to know in rapping, I just want to know from Dave Tepper's perspective and from our current head coach's perspective, what direction are we going? I mean, it feels like we're in purgatory, like legitimately. And, and, and transparently, it feels like we're in hell. And I said purgatory only because we did draft a rookie quarterback number one overall this season. So I gave us the benefit of the doubt of being in purgatory, but it feels like hell. And when I have to listen again to my head coach saying we're going in the right direction, I have to look at the locker room talk. Shout out Vastar, Carolina Blitz. I have to look at Ikim Aquano after looking like dog shit for the first eight weeks of the season, smiling and chuckling like something is a joke. 
it just gives me a reason to damn near go over the edge as a fan and to take all of my shit, pile it up, and burn it and say I'll just be better off not even fucking stressing myself about it ever again in life. So, yeah, for, for Bryce Young, it is unfortunate that you've assumed this position within this organization, but that's what time it is. Simple as that. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say as far as intro-wise. Uh, I was just sitting here thinking, and this might step on a lot of toes, honestly. But, I mean, so be it. Uh, I was just sitting here thinking, um, well, first to address the to- the toxic fan base. I mean, yeah, we, we have to be one of the most toxic fan bases I've ever seen. But, like, I don't, like, I don't fault us for being that way. And I say that because, I mean... We've been, I, I don't know, this franchise has just been a fucking struggle for a while. And ever since 2015, I mean, the world, the NFL world just hasn't let the fuck up on us. I mean, the shit has just been a beatdown since then. And that was probably one of the most stressful games I ever watched in my fucking life, watching that Super Bowl. So I don't think I still fully recovered from that. And so I understand the the stance of the fans just being toxic to whatever situation that the team is in if it doesn't include winning, in which the last few seasons it hasn't. And but Going back, on, not to cut you off, going on nearly a decade. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And continuing to see a franchise just not draft well, and I think this will tie into my point, like – I've been doing some self-reflection while I was sitting over here. I'm like, I hate that I gassed up a lot of these niggas that we drafted over the past few years because when I really go and think back to the team, like that 2015 team, the Super Bowl team, we we don't have niggas that's cut like that, I'll be honest. And I was just thinking in particular, Brian Burns, like he's not that. I'm sorry. I just don't – like I feel bad for even – like wanting to think of him as a player like Julius Peppers or him being in that conversation. But, I mean, niggas just not that. I hate that I think that we would even have someone on the team remotely close to a Luke Keekley or Thomas Davis. Them niggas just aren't that. I mean, honestly, it's, it's, it's fucking sad because uh, a lot of us, including me, fell into the narrative, even over the past couple of years, that – this defense was this, this defense was that. And this is not a rant on the defense, but I was just specifically thinking back to the 2015 defense. We're nothing like them niggas, I'll be honest. So, yeah, I did myself a disservice in hyping these niggas up. We're just not that. And, I mean, unfortunately, we're one in, what, seven right now? Uh, And so, yeah, this is probably has to be the worst shit sports-wise that I've ever been a part of. And to have to go to the games week in and week out and come back to y'all and actually put this shit on camera, to have to go home, watch film, watch a bullshit performance over and over multiple times, putting myself through the stress level. I mean, this shit is just crazy. So I hope that y'all appreciate this shit. I really do. Because this shit is <laughs> it's just a mental, like, fucking struggle week in and week out. And then, I mean... 
to see us single-handedly give the game away yesterday by throwing two pick sixes, I don't even know. I mean, yeah, that, that shit was just embarrassing. Like I said, I, I had us losing, but I was expecting us to lose just off of the mere fact that I just think the Colts are probably a better football team. Like, but to, to just give the game away, to literally give them points, 14 points at that, I mean, it's just fucking off of two plays. They get 14 points off of two plays. It's just fucking embarrassing. Um, it's hard to watch, hard to be a part of week in and week out. But, I mean, honestly, I said this before, this is the life we chose. This is the franchise that we chose. So, I mean, more respect to the fans who are sticking with it, like me, who's going to continue to stick with it through bullshit. I mean, I don't know how long this shit is going to last. It might last the rest of our fucking lifetime. <laughs> but if that's the case, then I mean, just fucking buckle up and get a fucking therapist. Well, if that's the case, I won't be here too long. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to y'all. Because I can only withstand this shit probably about two, two, two more years max. Can I just say in rapping that <clears throat> I'm very proud of you too. For getting to the fifth stage of this grief process. Because, you know, it, it always ends with acceptance. So, this is, I think this is a very healthy episode for you guys and i'm proud of your growth yeah and Brian burns i didn't really mean to i hate that you called a stray you was just like the first that name that no came straight. to my mind that nigga catch no straight. and then i that had to see you straight bullet and then i had to see you walk off the field last night and then the injury report come across my fucking phone for thursday like the shit just really pissed me off so yeah you just aimed at his head talking about yeah you i was straight. about to say <laughs> you know, I mean, no my damn god hey that's how you feel. I mean, because that you not, go there? not not to cut you off, but that also factoring into that, it just also when I keep saying this when I watch Max Crosby play, and like the audacity for me, I'm gonna speak for myself to be comparing you to get paid his type of money. I mean, I was just a fucking jackass. I'll I mean, be us. honest. You know, in that situation, you don't even gotta just say you're gonna speak for you. We legitimately sat on this podcast and had the conversation about Brian Burns and Max Crosby and us feeling as though Brian Burns was more valuable than Max Crosby. And it's just not true. Like, it, it's really – like, you can watch pretty much every Las Vegas game and just see – you won't turn that game off and say that Max Crosby wasn't on the field or you didn't notice that he was on the field and made some kind of impact. But there's been multiple games throughout this year that I've left the Carolina Panthers game or I've cut the TV off and Brian Burns hasn't been on shit. It's been times where he hasn't even came across my stat sheet. So it's a, I think it's, a, it's an effort thing for real because Max Crosby just got a motor that doesn't stop. Yeah. I mean, he just will not. Like, even if he's not playing well, he's going to play hard. Yeah. And it's just not simply Brian Burns just hasn't been that way. You know, it's definitely an effort thing. There's been times when he's clearly not playing hard. I and mean, we, we attributed it to the money, but now it's kind of got me thinking, like, it could be something a little deeper. Maybe your motor just don't run like that. Yeah, it, at this point, it's past the money. I just think some niggas just ain't got it to fuck in them. And not for, not for nothing, but this is a conversation that we had multiple times last week, or excuse me, last year. And I was the main one beating that drum, Sorry. challenging and questioning Brian Burns' will to win. I mean, and this year, I, I understand. I get it. 
I do. Um, however, and since we're here, we'll just go fully into it, and we'll kind of just go stats, I guess, after this, and we'll do, you know, we'll, we'll just take a, a different approach today. Um, but this is something <laughs> funny that you finally come around. Because this was a conversation that we had multiple times last year. And, you know, I was repeatedly on the side that I didn't know how bad Brian Burns wanted to win. And I say that it's more understandable this year because this team is just so ass. And every week we just shoot ourselves in the foot. So I kind of get it. But, I mean, when you look at and we'll just go ahead and dive into the conversation. When you look at what the Chicago Bears just did for Montez Sweat, and then you take into account the fact that the Carolina Panthers allegedly had five offers on the table at the trade deadline, five different teams, bare minimum, at least, the, the report says at least five teams, the Bears, Jaguars, 49ers, Falcons, and Ravens all reached out to inquire about Brian Burns and his availability. You take that into account with the $24.5 million per that Sweat just got from Chicago. And now if you're a Carolina Panthers fan, if you're the Carolina Panthers front office, sitting at five sacks. Now, he did have four tackles against the Colts, two of them uh, being solos, one TFL. Uh, but now if you're a fan and you're in the front office, you have to question what to do because like we just all acknowledged on this podcast, he may not be the impact player that we've been gassing him up to be. He may not. And again, this was my stance last year. He's just a guy. Yeah. And, and see, that's when, you know, you have to have that conversation because again, this was my conversation and my stance last year. This is the stance that I took. Now, throughout the offseason, I was banging the pay Brian Burns drum. I still believe Brian Burns is an elite pass rusher when set up in a, in a position to be so. But I believe, and I don't even believe, I know for a fact that we went on record. I don't know if you did, but I will speak for me as well as Aaron Duncan. We went on record and said that we felt as though this would be the best, uh, best year of, of Brian Burns' career. And unfortunately, it just simply has not looked like that. So then I had to prepare the fans and our supporters and tell y'all, we got to have an honest conversation about what the fuck we going to do in the offseason because that's the point that we're at. Like I was saying playoffs last week, <laughs> you know, because everything in front of me looked very, very winnable. And then we come out and dick the game against the Colts. And so now it's just like, oh, okay, cool. Well, this is still the same team that I believed us to be. I don't have us winning at this point any more than one, two, three games at the max. And that third one may come week 18 when niggas just simply don't give a fuck and playoffs are already solidified. So then we have to kind of fast forward and look into the offseason. And it begs the question, what the fuck do you do? Because if Brian Burns allegedly turned down $28 million or $26 million, whatever the number was from the Carolina Panthers, prior to week one, I don't think that this is a guy that you can co go out of your way and pay any more than whatever you offered them initially. Well, I don't think I don't think they have a choice at this point because it's like 
now you're at the point it simply just wouldn't make sense for them to turn down the offers that from the teams that reached out to go into next year and just not pay them and let them walk. Like it, it doesn't make sense from a a business standpoint, a financial standpoint, and just overall as a fucking team standpoint, performance standpoint. It just doesn't make sense. So now I feel like they're at the point to where you have to jump off the ledge and pay them because you already dicked it. You fucked it. Any leverage you had, you fucked it. You I mean, I agree. You should have got rid of them when the teams called for them and whatever the fuck they were asking, you should have got rid of it. But now you fucked it. And there's no way that you just let them walk for nothing and that just be the end of it. And you get nothing for them. When you there knew you way. was going to let them walk the whole time. There's a way. Because I promise you, and you know, we, we've spoken about uh, Lucci and the conversation that we have or haven't had with him and, you know, our relationship with everything. Cool. But if that nigga goes in there asking for 28 and a half, 29, 30 in the offseason and he's not budging, there's a way. Because based on the performance that I'm seeing this year, I'm almost willing to take the stance that the Carolina Panthers shouldn't offer that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because, it, I mean, like I said, if you offered him 28 and he said no, this season I believe that that, that that number would increase based on his performance. And I believe Brian Burns felt that way, and I believe Brian Burns' whole team felt that way. Well, my thing is, if he felt that it would increase based off of his performance, and we can sit back here and say that it seems like an effort thing, then that would just go against everything that he believes. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. So it 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 wouldn't make – and to let y'all know, this is all speculation. We don't have any legit numbers. But this is what we believe based off of information that we picked up on and kind of interpreted. This is not factual numbers. This is based off of speculation. Correct. So just want to throw that out there now. We don't Correct. really know what the numbers are. But Correct. <laughs> if that is the case, then, I mean – you're just you're in a shit position, and I think that every time we get on live with Shamik, the rebuild comes up. And I know that this might be going off a little bit, but it'll kind of make sense right here in a second. So I think that everybody is saying that it's not a rebuild. The front office is telling us it's not a rebuild. We have people who believe it's not a rebuild. I mean, I'm I take the stance of I really could care less. I just want to see us win football games. I can care less of what the fuck y'all classify it as. But based off of the moves that y'all are making, if I had to put it in a category, then it would seem to be a rebuild. And I say that because you don't go away from everything you built this team around. You don't just go away from it for nothing. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Because you were entertaining offers for Brian Burns. You were entertaining offers for Jeremy Chin. There was some speculation that Frankie Lubu could be in those conversations. You don't entertain offers for those core pieces after you went and drafted a rookie quarterback, and then you not pay your quote-unquote best player on defense, and then you not trade them, and then just hypothetically let them walk in the offseason and not call it a rebuild. All of that shapes up to be a rebuild, whether we want to acknowledge that or not. But if I had to put it in a category, then it would be that. 
Now and I know I this say, was a spinoff, but yeah, no, and and just to respond to that, even if you want to take the stance, like you said, you're going to take the stance of it being a rebuild. I can even say with me saying last week and me maintaining the stance that this shit is not a rebuild. I would have a moment of self-reflection, like you said, and say, okay, cool. Well, maybe I'm just looking at this shit wrong. Maybe y'all were right, and it is a rebuild. And then I would just have to look again directly at the front office and say, this is exactly what happens when you skip steps in the process of being a rebuild. Which is very true. Because if you would have got rid of Matt Rule last year before the season started, then I would have said, okay, this is a rebuild. If you would have decided to tank last year and not have to give up so much capital and assets to go get Bryce Young, then I would say, okay, this is a rebuild. Um, If you wouldn't have traded for fucking Baker Mayfield last year and Sam Darnold the year before, then I would say, okay, this is a rebuild. So what I will say is, okay, maybe you guys are right. Maybe this is a rebuild. But the Carolina Panthers have done this rebuild thing 100% incorrect. Are you surprised? This is not the way. And unfortunately, with this new regime, specifically with Dave Tepper and the people that he's brought in, I'm not. Yeah, so. That's because this isn't a rebuild. I don't believe that it's a rebuild this either. Is, this, I is think a, this is a sabotage. Uh, <laughs> y'all, y'all better brush up on your German. Guten Tag, because that's where the fuck <laughs> Dave Tupper is taking this team. Because yeah, there is I mean, no I, fucking way you make this many mistakes at every single turn. Yeah. Like, legitimately at every single turn. You trade but, away all your draft capital. You get you continuously bring in quarterbacks that are clearly not the answer. I mean, Sam Darnold, you, Sam Darnold, you would have been better off sticking with Sam Darnold this season. I think of all the quarterbacks I've seen wear a Panthers uniform since prime Cam Newton has left, Sam Darnold was the most adequate one. I mean, you you again, you don't trade uh, fucking Don't Brian do Burns. Teddy Bridgewater like that. I was go saying, ahead. I'm I, sorry. I didn't want to cut your ran off. I think <laughs> Sam is better than Teddy. Okay. Yeah. Continue. I don't want to, like I said, I don't mean to cut you <laughs> off. My apologies. I mean, you you get rid of, you know, C-Mac. You, you don't get rid of Brian Burns when you have two first-round draft picks for him, but you know you're going to go get another quarterback, right? You know you're at that point in the season they knew they were going for another quarterback. Yeah. And you hold yet you still don't get rid of your first round picks. You don't trade Jeremy Chin, but you also don't fucking play him. And now he's on IR, so nobody wants him. You continuously swing and miss on draft picks, and then you draft people that can't stay on the fucking field, can't stay healthy. I mean, this there's just no way you can like convince me that this is a rebuild. And there's no way that you can convince me that this is a team that you think is competitive. The only thing you can convince me of is your owner wants to take this team and move them somewhere else that is not North Carolina. I mean, I had the same stance not too long ago, but it just doesn't make sense. But at the end of the day, Dave Tepper is a businessman. And we know from a business perspective, Charlotte is one of the best cities up and coming from a business standpoint. It's the banking capital of the East Coast of the world, whatever the fuck they want to, you know, stamp it as. So, I mean, you know, two or three weeks ago, I may have had that, I may have had that same stance but it just doesn't make any sense financially and from a businessman's standpoint. It just doesn't make any sense to move this team away. Especially when, unfortunately, every single week, you have dumbass motherfuckers like me and Terrence that continuously show up to the games. And then even when, you know, even if I were to get to a point where I just would say, fuck it, and didn't want to attend any more games, sell my season tickets off, you still have teams. I mean, we see it week in and week out. Every single week is looking like an opponent's home game. Not to cut you off, I just don't want to lose my train of thought, but, I mean, you could have convinced me 
before the Rock Hill project that he didn't want to move the team away. But now, if I got to bring everything back into perspective and just see how he completely fucked that situation up solely on him, then I mean, I, I, I don't know. If I have uh, to take that into account, because... He did dick that, but they were trying to fuck him backwards, too. He, he, yeah. he did dick it, he did dick it, but they were trying to fuck him wrong. <laughs> I, I don't. They were I trying just, to fuck him wrong. So, I, but I would just tell you that, because, you know, that was a stance that I had as well. But I would tell you to actually go look more into that shit. Like, yeah, he's a dickhead, but they trying to fuck him with no ass in here, bro. <laughs> the city trying to do him better. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Um, Tayden, I feel like you made some valid points, I will say. Uh, Yo, there's only seven teams that are less profitable in the NFL than the Carolina Panthers. So why wouldn't they be a prime candidate to move? I just told you why. <laughs> There's only seven. They're at the bottom of the list. What is that based off of? Revenue. And what is the source? Yahoo. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm just telling you every single every single week that motherfucker is sold out. Every single week that motherfucker is sold out. So I don't know where I don't know, you know what I'm saying? I don't know where they're starting their line of profitability. I don't know where the break even line is. I don't I don't know. But like that, I also feel like that there are a lot more things to take into consideration than that just being that that general broad state. Because I mean, you just look at a franchise that's only been around for what, 25, 30 years max, that has no championship history or anything like that, and that to me makes sense. <laughs> like, that to me makes sense when you look at all the other teams that are in the NFL. But all of that being said, all of that being said, because I don't want to get too far off track here, uh, this team is in trouble. I mean, I hate, I hate to tell people, I hate to, you know, unfortunately, I hate to tell myself, but this organization is in trouble because based on the product that I'm seeing on a week-in, week-out basis, that's the direction in which we're headed. It's really just that simple. It's nasty. It, 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 I mean, that's the only thing you can see. That's the only thing you can say. Um, again, we're on a strict, we're on a strict time schedule. We're gonna try and start making these podcasts from an hour and a uh, hour and five minutes and less. That's it. Hour and five minutes and less for these reviews. Now everything was taking too long. The process was taking too long on the back end. Everything. So we're gonna try and maintain this this schedule going forward. Um, so I'm gonna go through a couple of stats here. We'll talk about some of the, you know, momentum swinging plays in the game. We'll do our best and worst. We'll do our player of the game, and then we'll get out of here and we'll 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 get to our our Bears review that'll come out on Wednesday of this week. Um, obviously, the story of the night: Bryce Young, 24 39, 173 passing yards, one touchdown, three interceptions, two returns for a touchdown. Rushing-wise, Chuba Hubbard, 16 carries, 58 yards. A lot better than what we saw last week. Um, uh, Bryce Young, 5 carries for 41 yards. Miles Sanders finally, finally began to run the football north and south. He went 6 for 39, 6.5 yards a carry. That was encouraging to see. Receiving, 2 for 54 for Hayden Hurst. He had that 148-yard bomb in the fourth. In the fourth quarter, uh, yeah, I believe so. it was. Um, other than that, he caught a little underneath route uh, in the third. 
Uh, Thielen, 5 for 29, very, relatively quiet from him based on what he's done this season. Steven Sullivan, finally, uh, again, I mentioned him two weeks ago, or excuse me, last week. He returned, and this week got a little more active from a volume standpoint. Four catches for 28 yards for him. Defensively, Frankie Louvu, 11 tackles, went fed again. Alex Cook, seven, uh, seven tackles, one TFL. Xavier, five tackles. Um, and then just based on the conversation, Brian Burns, 4-2 and 1 TFL. Um, do we have any sacks? One sack. One sack from Deshaun Williams. Shout out, bro. Uh, total possession, or excuse me, time of possession. And this is where, you know, this is where you get frustrated as, frustrated as a fan. Because we look at it, time of possession, 31 minutes, 28 minutes, Carolina. Total yards, 275, 198, Carolina. Passing yards, 137, 120, Carolina. Rushing yards, 138, 78, Carolina. First down, dead even at 17. Penalties, 10 to 5. We're going to have a conversation about that. Turnovers, 3 to 1. Um, sacks, 4 to 1. Sacks allowed, 4 to 1. Indianapolis obviously only gave up that one. Total offensive plays, 71 to 57. Um, I came in here on Friday and told you guys that the, the, the key to victory or the keys to victory was to protect the football and to continue playing disciplined football. The last two games prior to this game, we had only committed three penalties in the Miami game, three penalties in the Houston game, and then for whatever reason, this week, everything went to shit. And then you couple that with the fact that we gave the ball up three times, specifically Bryce Young, because I am, for me, putting this game on Bryce Young's shoulders. I will say, when your defense only allows 13 points, we made it a known thing last week when we came on this podcast. If your defense only gives up 13 points, there's no reason why you shouldn't win the football game. Especially when you're looking at one of the worst defenses in the NFL that has given up 30 plus points on five or six occasions this year. But that being said, you couple the turnovers with the penalties, and it's a recipe for disaster. Losing football. Losing football. And and I love one of the things that you that you've been saying throughout the season, Terry. You've been saying from a discipline standpoint. You either coach it or you condone it. Yeah. And, and, and yesterday was just nothing short of that. Ten penalties. Now, I will say, because at the end of the day, I am a fan. I am a fan. And I do, I am able to see through that ten number. So when you look at a couple of these calls, bro, uh, one of the things that I had a question on, I believe it was on the Colts' third or fourth drive, Michael Pittman was about to go into the end zone. Uh, Dante Jackson was chasing him down, did the little peanut punch again, and the ball came out. Yeah, they didn't even reveal the shit. Yeah, I, I, I was confused on that shit. I watched that on film, and I was just like, how the fuck is this play not reviewable? That was very questionable to me. Then we had an offside on fourth, uh, on fourth down on a fucking point. Now, that fucking was, broke. Leo, yeah, yeah. and you that's just, just undisciplined. Yep, and that's just undisciplined. So I don't even have a question about that shit. That's just undisciplined. One of those momentum swinging plays. One of those plays that, unfortunately, this season just, just simply hasn't gone our way. 
Um, Bradley Bozeman, the false start on third and one. I was extremely confused on that shit. He does the same thing every time he goes to the line, gets the ball, adjusts it, reaches it out, and we get set. I don't know how in the fuck that was a false start. But according to, you know, according to the referees, it was bullshit call there. Um, what else? Yeah. What else? The personal foul on X. I mean, fuck. The shit, get, the shit becomes a problem, and, 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 and this is a deeper, darker conversation that you have to have about the NFL and the way it's currently constructed from a rule standpoint. But this is what pisses me off and almost sends me into a rage. And if this was a competitive team, then we would be harping a little more on this. But because this team just simply ain't worth the fuck with all due respect to all parties involved, we just gonna touch on it and get the fuck out. But when I have to see a huge play, now mind you, this, this personal foul came on a third down when our defense did their fucking job. Only thing we've been asking our defense to do for the last two and a half years is get off the fucking field. Third down in the red zone. Defense does their job. X trying to stretch a nigga. That's all we ask, right? Get off the field and stretch something. And you do it within the rules of the game so we don't got to deal with 15 yards, right? That's all we ask. And sometimes we'll let you get off with it. And sometimes when the game ain't on the line, like dumbass Derek Brown, <laughs> on third down, when we have two penalties, because the first penalty they call on Troy Hill, I don't know. I, I still ain't seen the goddamn hole yet. That, that was... I still ain't seen the hole yet. <clears throat> but then we see Derek Brown, I don't know, just fucking... Fucking beating his dick. I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what he was thinking. He takes three steps, four steps, stares at Gardner Minshew and just decides that he wants to put him on his back. Right in front of the referee. Just, so just dumbass, undisciplined bullshit. Is he the coach of condone? Gotta be. But we go back to the X play. Momentum swinging play in the game once again. Because the coach come off of this and go score a touchdown. I have to read shit like response from Michael Pittman on the Xavier Woods hit that caused the penalty. Quote, I think it was a clean hit. I would rather him hit me that way. Uh, I would rather him hit me the way he did than hit me up top. Fortunately, uh, fortunately we did get the call and that helped the score. But really, I think it was a clean hit. Sometimes you get got, and he got me. Stretch the motherfucker. Clean, the, clean as can be. Stretch him and let his dick hang. And then, they, and then like, the late hit on Troy Hill when he hit Garner Minshew. But the same shit from last same week shit. when they said yep. Bryce didn't slide early enough. Yep. Same shit with Garner Minshew. He didn't even hit the bitch in the helmet. He hit him on the shoulder pad. Yep. So, I mean, that was bullshit in itself. I just think, honestly, we just had some bullshit-ass refs, too. I mean, it doesn't take away the fact that we're an undisciplined football team, that we turn the ball over entirely too much. But you couple that with terrible referees as well, I mean, you're never going to win a fucking game. Yeah, that's facts. And I want and it's just us. Like, it feels what like it just like. be us. Like, we, we be the main ones that get caught in these bullshit predicaments and we always get the shit in of the stick. I don't see Bryce damn near get stretched out that motherfucker. Specifically, BOA. We had a crib and we can't even get a fucking penalty. 
a personal foul for our quarterback that we just drafted number one overall. Yeah, but then go ahead. Go ahead. You were about to say something crazy. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was about to get a kiss. Yeah. And this is about to be our last episode. This is about to be our last episode. Go ahead and say what you mean. Because you got refs out there who don't even know the fucking call. Like, that head referee, that bitch need to be fired, bro. Because it was half the time where he like, oh, what, what's going what's on? What's the number? Yeah, what's, yeah, I was like, bro, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, he looked so fucking lost. Like, trying to referee a game, the shit was just embarrassing. But... To go back to the stats, I mean, it's frustrating because you lead in almost every stat that really matters. Total plays ran, time of possession, uh, rushing yards, passing yards. I mean, damn near everything. Then you look down the list and you have three turnovers, all of them on the quarterback, two of them that alluded to 14 points. And, I mean, it's just a recipe for disaster. It's not winning football. It's terrible quarterback play. I mean, and it's frustrating because those picks came when we had momentum, when you were actually looking decent and driving down the field. And then you tried to get too cute, or I don't even know if you tried to get too cute. Just that really, first one he did. Yeah, the first one he where he tried to throw the fucking no look check down. I don't know what the fuck even made him do. Well, that. I swear to God, Terrence, like we came, we came back yesterday. And I, I lied to you not. I watched I watched film today and last night when we got back. I lied to you not. Over the past two days, I've watched that play 15 times. Yeah. Because I just simply do not know what in the fuck he saw. Yeah, when I first seen it, I was like, oh, hold. Like, let, let me rewind it. Let, let me see what the fuck is going on. And every time, the same thing. Like, he didn't even, he legit didn't even look. Was just like, Chuba's going to be there and just threw the bitch. And that can't happen. Yeah, that I mean, cannot happen. It, it simply can't happen. Not at that point in the game. Not when your your team is marching down the field. And then the other one, you just overthrow a screen pass. Like that's just pedestrian football. That can't happen as well. And I didn't even know Kenny Moore was. I, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't even know who the motherfucker was. Oh no, he's but, but he's gonna he's be gonna he's gonna be all pro after this fucking game alone. Yep. So I mean, and his family NBA went up. Yeah. I mean, and, and see, the problem that I have with this fan base is a lot of motherfuckers don't even feel safe going to some stadiums. A lot of these motherfuckers' families don't even feel... You tell a Dallas Cowboys fan, a, 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 a fucking family member, to go to Philly and do all that cheering and running up and yeah, down the aisles and shit and see if they don't get fucking... Mm, mm, Lord have mercy. <laughs> and, but that's just how I know we pussy. But, but then again, when you have no culture... And when you don't play winning football for damn near almost a decade, it couldn't be me. It's a family-friendly stadium. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, that's what, that's what they told me last year. Motherfucker thought he was going to come over there and wipe that goddamn Cardinal shit on me. Nigga, don't play. I don't know you, nigga. You his fucking tower. I'll go to, yeah, his flag. <laughs> don't play, nigga. I'll stretch you out this bitch, boy. Nigga was throwing play. his set in front of J.J. Space and he yeah. a bitch-ass nigga. That, that's just cap. <laughs> that's just cap. Because if, if I wasn't with a young lady, then the shit would have got messy. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. I, I I mean, just bullshit. Yeah, I mean, just very, very mediocre play. Well, below mediocre. And then you have to pair that with the undisciplined of the fucking offensive line. I mean... They just look like bullshit. 
Not like, having a great week last week. Yeah, it's like everything just took a turn back. And and that was another reason I predicted us to lose. We've been saying all season, this team doesn't know how to respond. So what the fuck makes me think that they're going to come off of a big win, first win of the season, and then go out there and, and bring that same energy next game? That, that shit just doesn't happen with this team. It doesn't live there. It, it's not a thing. Uh, it's not going to happen this year. And so... Yeah, that, that's the main prediction of why we was going to lose this game and why we did lose the game. But, yeah, I mean, sorry offensive line play. I'm just seeing so many niggas just on their ass every play. Thornton Mocken, whatever the fuck his name is, I mean, I don't ever need to see him in the fucking game again. He sucks. The <laughs> nigga is sorry. He fucking sucks. He's damn near worse than it, and that says a lot. He sucks. And so when you got that with a fucking jittery ass quarterback back there that just out that bitch blindly throwing the ball like it, it's not gonna it's not gonna work it's yeah. not gonna work and, and the reason why and again we're, we're trying to it's gonna be an adjustment with these episodes so we're trying to work through this shit we're trying to work through it it's gonna be an adjustment but the reason why I got you 15 5, five? oh shit okay cool no that I mean that's fine <laughs> That's fine. I had to set. I had to set six, but I'm, I'm glad you let me know five. The reason why you know, I said that this game is on Bryce Young is is not because of the turnover solely. It's a the point in which they came, and b the way they came. We throw a flat. We we throw a check down that we just fucking beat our dicks. No mechanics. Don't feel like we got to look. We know he's there because we know the playbook. You know, jack it off, pick six. Cool. <laughs> Y'all laughing, but I mean, you get how I felt? Cool. Uh, the next one. Screenplay. And part of this shit, I don't know how many times you watched the replay on this shit. How many times you watched this shit over. But part of the reason why he threw this bitch the way he did, was because of Ick, slow ass, can't kick out in time, can't even run a fucking screen, uh, screen pass properly, so Miles Sanders can't get deep enough in the fucking screen, in the flat, to run a fucking screen properly. But no, because he is open, but we just, again, jack off, dick around, think that we know it's going to go for 10, 15 yards, and we sell the bitch. And then the last one, I have a problem because it's only it's still eight or nine minutes left in the game. Now them the fair weather ass motherfuckers that's just there for the experience, they gonna leave anyway. You know, three quarters of the stadium gone. But it's still a very, very winnable football game. But again, <laughs> we just jack off, sit back in the pocket, have no sense of urgency, and we just throw the ball in the coverage that even if the nigga underneath didn't pick it, Hayden was either getting stretched or the safety was going to pick the bitch. So, yeah, I put this game on Bryce Young. I mean, yeah, I, I don't disagree. Uh, you're never going to win a football game when, when the quarterback plays that bad. It's never going to happen unless your defense gives up three points. And we just know that that's unrealistic in today's game. And the defense shouldn't have to do that. But, yeah, it's going to be a recipe for disaster every time. Every single time. Best and worst, very quickly. 
Uh, worst thing was Bryce Young's play. Uh, two interceptions for pick sixes, three interceptions overall. That's the worst thing I've seen. Best thing, mm, the best thing is that the defense neutralized the run game, which I said that was something that they had to come in here and do if we were going to have a chance at winning, in which they did do that. Jonathan Taylor, what, had like 40-some yards on the ground? Yep. Very mediocre day for Jonathan Taylor. And the coach offense didn't really look that good. We gave them points, literally gave them points. So, that's the best thing. Yeah, um, I, I damn near would agree. The worst thing that I saw was Bryce Young. I mean, hands down, not even close to the interceptions. Again, when they came, how they came, just 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 poor quarterback play. Very, very poor quarterback play. Didn't like it one bit. Found it disgusting transparently. Um, the best thing that I saw probably, like you said, was the defense, the run defense specifically, um, but really the defense as a whole. I mean, again, you allow only 13 points, your offense should be go, be able to go out there and score two touchdowns. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So I commend the offense um, before we wrap and get out of here. Huge shout out to Miles Sanders. And we'll kind of, we'll, what we'll do is we'll, some of these topics, we'll just push them to the next episode. And huge shout out to Huncho, too. Huge shout out to Huncho. For sure, you we tapped in, yeah we we, we tapped in with Big Brother before the game started. You know, got a little injury update. We gonna keep it to ourselves. <laughs> but um, you shout out to Miles Sanders, turning shit around. Uh, player of the game, player of the game. Cause we'll get that, and then we'll push uh, Miles Sanders off the next. Damn, I don't, I don't even know who I got. Uh, it's easy to say Oost if you want. I mean, he would be the cop out. I feel like, but that's like. I mean, I haven't seen anything. What's his name? Oos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Berkey Lou was probably my player of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it? It's the blood. And Big Brother and Big Brother said, "Hey, nigga, I like your jersey." I said, "Appreciate it." You don't even remember that, dude. Hey, I want to let y'all know Terrence was so fucking faded. I want to let y'all know Terrence was so faded in that bitch, bro. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, if you saw him, forgive him. Yeah, on God. On God. <laughs> you didn't even know we tapped in with their with they family, did you? Nah, I did see him. Oh, okay, fact. Yeah, 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 fact. Okay, okay, so you do remember that. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I remember <laughs> okay. I remember that. Gotcha. Um, shit, afterwards. Yeah. My player of the game is going to be Alex Cook. Picked him up off the Giants uh, practice squad three weeks ago. Absolute demon, dog. We'll talk about him next episode as well. Um, uh, what do we have? Won't be going live on Thursday. Uh, we will be at the game on Thursday in Chicago, in Soldier Field. If you see us, say what's up. No pun intended. Matter of fact, that's how we're going to end the bitch. What else? What else? What else? What else? New episode uh, releasing tomorrow. So you guys will see this on Tuesday, 9 a.m. New episode releasing tomorrow at 9 a.m. for the Chicago Bears preview. Uh, make sure you tap into the social media. If you're not already tapped in on YouTube, make sure you do that. Look, Tom, perfect. I mean, I... <laughs> Damn, oh my, I'm not even going to gas myself because I know Terry Tech <laughs> when I do yeah, that shit. I'm going to be pressing the fucking button. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, appreciate y'all tuning in. Carolina Panthers dropped to 1-7. Uh, there's no end to this insight. No end to this insight. So make sure you tune in, subscribe. We're going to continue with the content and...
We'll talk to y'all again tomorrow. Appreciate y'all tuning in.